like an animal stuck in a cage and I'm ready to break out My time, my time, none of you people can tell me to stop This time, like the last time, you better get ready to race to the top I'm ready to do this, show you what the truth is I step on the field, it's time to get real, I'm feeling so ruthless Hey guys, welcome to part two of our two-part series of 33 at 33. 33 thoughts and feelings at the age of 33. Now we're kicking off with number 17 and it is another Stephen Covey quote. If you didn't know already, I really enjoy this book, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And what Stephen says in the book is people will rarely work at their maximum potential under criticism, but honest appreciation brings out their best. Now think about this in multiple settings. You, know, you don't get anywhere by criticizing and complaining to people, especially if you want them to do more for you and do more for themselves. Honest appreciation, giving that person value, makes them want to work harder. It's the whole reciprocity effect. You can't make someone more positive by being negative. Passing on positive vibes, appreciation has a reciprocity effect and people want to do more so think about this next time you want to criticize or complain to someone about something with the outcome hopefully for them to work harder you will not win number 18 never underestimate the power of music and meditation number 18 never underestimate the power of music and meditation everyone knows how powerful music is but they don't use it for therapy if you're having a bit of a tough time, if you're struggling a little bit, you know full well if you put your favorite song on that makes you feel good, you start to feel better. And the same time of listening, it's important to start to meditate. Something that I've been doing this year, something that I you know, struggle from time to time to do and get into a routine, especially as I don't like to stand still for more than 10 minutes. But guided meditation is such a fantastic tool. And I highly recommend downloading something like Headspace or Calm. Headspace, they do a free 10-day course, 10 minutes a day, and I challenge you to do it and not feel better. Just having that time to yourself in your head, getting your breathing right, relaxing, can really change the game with a lot of things. And having a good music playlist for different moods and thoughts and feelings can really help perk you up in those tough times. So never underestimate the power of music and meditation. 19. HALT stands for Hungry, Angry, Lonely, Tired. Before you do anything that could hinder your progress, ask yourself if you're experiencing any of these. If you're hungry, eat something. If you're angry, go for a walk. If you're lonely, call a good friend. And if you're tired, get some sleep. A lot of the negative things that we do day to day are because of one of these four. We're either hungry or hangry, as I like to call it, angry, lonely, or tired. Make sure you're getting plenty of sleep. Make sure that you're connecting with friends and people that fire you up. Understand when you get angry, try and understand what it is that's angered you. And if you're hungry, for God's sake, just eat something. I was really, really, really hungry and started to get hangry yesterday when I was walking around the shops. Because I'm leaner now, I'm more responsive and I do get a lot more hungry and I do get that, that hanger coming in. But as soon as I had a belly full of Nando's, I felt much better. So think about this HALT acronym, hungry, angry, lonely, tired. Before you start to kick off with anyone, start to be negative, ask yourself, are you one of those four? Number 20, the more I measure things, the more I manage them. One of the most important things to understand that if you are struggling with something, you need to focus more time on it. You need to have a strategy with it and you need to start measuring and managing it. 
Some of the things I've started to measure and manage this year, which I know I didn't do last year, is sleep. I use an app called Sleep Cycle. And because I measure and manage it, I'm getting more sleep. So if you are struggling with anything, understand that you need to start documenting it to know where it is that you're going wrong so you can go on the right steps to success. But that all comes down to being very self-aware and honest with yourself for the things that you're struggling with. And understand that nine times out of 10 on your phone, there's an app for that. Number 21, an evening routine is just as important as a morning routine. Switch off your phone, get to bed before 10 p.m., read a book, then sleep. Now, this has been my kind of evening routine, and it's really changed the game with what it is that I do. I have such a strong morning routine, but I wasn't getting as much sleep, and it's because my evening routine was crap. I was on my phone till 11, 12 o'clock at night, and you know that stimulates your brain, which you struggle to get to sleep. I'd be going to bed later and later watching another episode of Netflix, you know, because usually I watch you know, Netflix from nine till quarter to 10. I do now just one episode of whatever's on, be it billions, be it power, be it anything. And then quarter to 10, I'm starting to look forward to go to bed. Now, the reason I'm looking forward to going to bed is because I put a couple of books by my bed and I actually look forward to reading. I have the Daily Stoic at the moment and at the moment I'm rereading the four hour work week. So I actually look forward to going up to bed. And actually looking at a physical book than your phone doesn't stimulate you like a phone does. It actually makes me tired. So I read a couple of chapters and I'm automatically nodding off. So I'm actually getting to bed early because I want to go to bed because I'm excited about going to bed. But at the same time, I'm not looking at my phone. And when I do fall asleep, I get plenty of sleep. Morning routine is important, but so is an evening routine. Number 22. Stoicism is a practice that helps understand what's truly important in life. Manage what you can control and learn to let go of things that you can't. Now I'm going to do a podcast on Stoicism and how it's really helped my mindset, but if you really want to get into understanding it, I highly recommend just going to Google and typing in The Daily Stoic. Get the book by Ryan Halliday. It's a fantastic book. It's just a little tiny paragraph every single night to have a little read, review, and get your head into the game of Stoicism. Number 23, you can always do more, but when you truly know this, you need to learn to do less. A lot of people don't do enough, and when they start to see results from their hard work, they tend to do more. And this is something I've spoken about many, many times about this scale, too much, too little. When you do too little and you get shit done and you see a result from it, soon enough you end up doing too much and then you need to take your foot off the gas. I have been going really, really hard for the last seven weeks, and this Sunday I'll be going away to Greece for 10 days and I really can't wait because I'm kind of at that red line at the moment of knowing that I need some time off and I need to recharge the batteries and bring that scale back down by doing less and relaxing on holiday in the sun. So number three, you can always do more but when you truly know this, you need to learn to do less. 24, lightning strikes before you hear the noise. Most humans are just simply noise. Now what I mean by that is that People talk a good game, but just saying they're going to do something is very different to actually doing it. And actions speak louder than words. So make sure that if you are saying something that you are actioning it and that you are actually actioning things. Just because you know something doesn't mean that you're going to do it. And it brings the old saying, knowing and not doing is the same as not knowing. Number 25 is another quote by Benjamin Hardy, and that's, 
You can't actually give genuine service or gifts if you're desperately needing approval from others because anything you give to them is really to gain something for your self-approval. It's desperate and unhealthy. Now, I get a lot of gifts from people and I can actually spot a mile off whether someone is doing it to get something in return. And if I know that, then I don't reciprocate. Now, this is a problem with a lot of these entrepreneur and psychology books. People go, oh, what, you mean if I do stuff for people, they want to do stuff for me? And it's like, no, 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 you've got this wrong. Goes back to my quote, give and forget, receive and remember. You have to be genuine about wanting to give gifts to good people without expecting anything in return. If you are giving lots of things to people and expecting things, don't be surprised when it comes back with nothing. Number 26, no one says BRB on the internet anymore because we never leave. I remember when I used to speak to my friends on, I think it was MSN Messenger at the time, and they used to put BRB, be right back. And now because we've got our social on our phones and everything's on push notifications and dings and what's not, we're never off the internet. We're always contactable, which was never the case before when I had snakes on my phone. But now, totally different ball game, and I can't remember the last time someone said be right back. I did find that one quite funny. The solution to that, learn to switch your phone off. Don't be so contactable. It will change the game for you. Number 27, what you practice in private, you are rewarded for in public. A lot of people do things only when they are around other people. But a true champion gets up and does the work without the need for an audience. And an amazing thing happens when you do the work behind closed doors. When it comes to game time in front of those audiences, that's when people start to go, wow. What you practice in private, you are rewarded for in public. Just because no one's around doesn't mean that you don't do the work. Number 28. If you don't own a notepad and pen and write down your thoughts daily, you're missing out on an incredible life tool. Something I say all the time, write shit down write shit down all the time because so many people don't understand how simple it is to get a notepad and pen and start mapping out your frustrations I had a bit of a tough day today with a few things what's the first thing that i did mapped it out wrote it down got it out of my head and onto a piece of paper if you have never done that before please this week do it you'll be amazed absolutely amazed of what comes out in that noggin of yours Number 29, don't let the sun catch you sleeping. That's a bit of a tongue-in-cheek kind of uh, saying, but I think it's true. Basically, what it's saying is get to bed early, get up early. Something that I say all the time. You know, get a good night's sleep, but make sure that you're up early, ready to seize the day. Don't let the sun catch you sleeping. Number 30, everyone should learn these three things. A good card trick, a good coin trick, and how to solve a Rubik's Cube. I currently looking around have three Rubik's Cubes on my table. I used to solve it pretty damn quick and it's just a nice little thing to do. It gets your brain firing up. You know, card trick, coin trick, always a good thing to have. Always good to have a little card trick, especially around that Christmas time when you get it in the cracker, keeping people entertained and everyone loves a good coin trick, especially entertaining like Eliza, my daughter and all the little kids. They're like, wow, how do you do that? It's a lot easier to uh, confuse a four-year-old um, and actually it's quite easy to confuse a 30-year-old as well, provided you've got a good coin trick. So everyone should learn these three things. Learn a good card trick, learn a good coin trick and most importantly, before you die, learn how to solve a Rubik's Cube. 
because it's not that hard. It's just algorithms and practice. Number 31, the most attractive thing in a person is their smile. Everyone knows that one person that's always smiling, it gets you in a good mood. For me, it's my good friend, Ross Edgley. Always smiling, always happy, and he puts a smile on everybody else's face. And actually, you forcing a smile sometimes can actually make you feel better. The most attractive thing in a person is definitely their smile. Number 32, the secret to success is not looking, but listening. Everyone watches things, YouTube, Facebook, videos, Netflix, but the true game changers when you shut up and you start to listen. One of the biggest things that changed my whole mindset was audiobooks and podcasts. And I really hope that this mindset of muscle podcast is causing you to change a little bit about your brain too. And actually understand exactly what I mean when I say the secret to success is not looking but listening. When you're looking at things on the internet, on Facebook, you're usually very distracted. You're usually doing a lot of other things whilst doing that. However, when you listen, you know, ask yourself where you're listening to this now. Is it in the car? Are you walking your dog? Are you in the gym? A lot of times when you listen to podcasts, you're least distracted. And because you're least distracted, you're absorbing the information better. So the secret to success is not looking, but listening. And finally, number 33, you are going to die one day. Let me sink that in. You are going to die one day. If that doesn't motivate you to follow your passions, then nothing ever will. You've only got one life, ladies and gents. If you're not doing the shit that you know that you want to do for fear of failing, for fear of fucking up, stop it. Seriously. Go out there and get it done. One of my favorite scenes is from Fight Club. Raymond K. Hessel. Brad Pitt gets him out and puts him to his knees and puts a gun to his head and says, you're going to die. I'm going to do a little clip of that so you understand what I mean. And that is one of the most favorite scenes in a film because death is worse than getting the stuff that you know you need to get done and done. Raymond K. Hessel, 1320 Southeast Banning, apartment A. Small cramped basement apartment, Raymond. How did you know? Because they give shitty basement apartments letters instead of numbers. Raymond, you're going to die. <laughs> is that your mom and dad? Mom and dad are gonna have to call up kindly Dr. So-and-so. Pick up your dental records, wanna know why? Because there's going to be nothing left to face. Oh, come on. Come An expired on. community college student ID. What'd you study, Raymond? Stuff. Stuff? Where the midterms are? I asked you what you studied. Biology, mostly. Why? I don't know. What did you want to be, Raymond K. Hessel? The question, Raymond, was what did you want to be? Answer him, Raymond. Jesus. Veterinarian. Veterinarian. Animals. Yeah, animals. So... Stuff. Yeah, I got that. That means you have to get more schooling. Too much school. Would you rather be dead? No. Would you rather die here on your knees in the back of a convenience store? No. No. Please, no. I'm keeping your license. Gonna check in on you. I know where you live. If you're not on your way to becoming a veterinarian in six weeks, you will be dead. Now run on home. 
Run, Force, run! I feel ill. Imagine how he feels. Come on, this isn't funny. That wasn't funny. What the fuck was the point of that? Tomorrow will be the most beautiful day of Raymond Chaos's life. His breakfast will taste better than any meal you and I have ever tasted. You had to give it to him. Come on. He had a plan. Powerful stuff. Ladies and gents, hopefully you've really enjoyed my 33 at 33. I will be back next year with a brand new 34 at 34. But listen to these, take them on board, and most importantly, action them. Thank you ever so much for listening, and I'll leave you with my favorite quote. What you put in your body affects how you look and how you feel, and what you put in your head affects what you think and what you do. And today, you have been filling your heads with me, Jamie Allerton. As gents, if you enjoyed this podcast, please, please, please share it. Please, please, please give us a review so more people can see this awesome thing that I'm putting so much energy into because I absolutely love and the feedback on this has been incredible. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Hopefully you enjoyed everything from the last five episodes and I'll see you next week. Hand over my crown, hand over my heart.